Welcome to Choir Talks. Today's Choir Talks is using my favorite scripture passage. It comes from Philippians chapter 4, and it deals with anxiety. And just real quick before I start, I want to make sure that I describe that I'm not talking today when I say anxiety about the mental illness, chemical imbalance type of anxiety. I'm talking about the anxiety that comes from looking at future events and being worried about them. Anxiety is looking into the future and having worry about future outcomes or possible outcomes. And that is not the way of faith. I'm going to read a scripture today from Philippians written by a man of faith who is Paul, of course. Paul wrote this book of Philippians while he was in Rome. And here's what he was dealing with. He was under house arrest. His, his future was a possible death penalty. He had problems in the churches that he had started. He was facing persecution there in Rome and also detractors from amongst his uh, followers or Christians who were there in Rome. All the circumstances in his life were difficult and the future looked very uncertain. And yet in the midst of his personal situation, he writes back to the people in Philippi to, uh, to encourage them not to hang, have anxiety and not to worry about future events. The word worry in the Greek that was the original language of Philippians uh, means to be pulled in two different directions. And that's a very good description of what worry is. It's, it's our fears pulling one way and our hopes pulling another way and us being caught in the middle. Or our present pulling one way and our future pulling another way and being caught in the middle. The English root word for worry means to strangle, which is also a good description of what it feels like when you worry, when you're in a situation where you feel like you have to worry. So here's Philippians chapter 4. Uh, here's just a little prelude verse. Verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Being joyful is one of the key words in Philippians. And so here in, in verse 4, before we get to the verse that I'm going to share with you, he gives them this instruction, and that is to be joyful in the Lord and let his presence guide you. Uh, and the word rejoice here, by the way, is an imperative. It's not a, a hope I rejoice, but it is um, something that I choose to do. All right, here's my favorite verse. Are you ready? It says, verse 6 and 7, Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I love this verse. It's an awesome verse. I love it because it, it speaks to me over and over again. Even though I know this verse well, there's always situations in my life that come up where I'm, I begin to worry. And this verse is such a great instruction that sends me um, the direction that I need to go. Worry is so um, paralyzing. It, it stops you in your tracks and keeps you from making progress. But this verse gives you an action point. So, and that action point is to pray. So whenever you worry, you shouldn't feel guilty about, hey, why am I worrying as a Christian? Instead, let that feeling of worry point you to the action point that you should do, which is to pray. Anxiety or worry is it's paralyzing. It stops you from other actions that might be healthy. But the scripture says that anxiety should be a call to action. This scripture says that. And that action is prayer. 
When you feel anxious, it should be a sign to you that you need to pray. Don't beat yourself up about feeling anxious. Just see it as a reminder to pray. All right, let's dive into this verse. He says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. Now, right off the bat, I, I noticed those two words, anything and everything. Those are not partial words. They are all-in descriptions. Uh, don't be anxious about anything. leaves out nothing in your life. Um, so I feel like sometimes I am, uh, I feel like I can trust God with the big things, but it's the small little things that I don't feel like God will worry about that I worry about. Other times I have the opposite take. Uh, I don't worry about the small things in life. I know God is with me, but then there's those big things that just seem too big for even God to handle, and I worry about those. But here it says, don't worry about anything big or small, but in everything, big or small, uh, present your request to God. In everything, pray. See every situation, anything that worries you, whether it seems too small to bother God with or too big for him to deal with, in every situation, you should come to him in prayer. One thing that's interesting, he could have just said pray, but instead he gives us this threefold sort of prayer. He says, in every situation, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Uh, so here, let's break down those three words. The first word, prayer, in the original language is the general word for prayer, and the, it's the word for prayer other than asking God for things. This kind of prayer is really the prayer of just spending time with the Father. And that's really meaningful to me because that's where strength comes from when you're anxious. It's not only making requests from God, but it's spending time in his presence to understand how great he is. It's only in understanding his strength and his power and his love for me can I understand that he is with me and that he is big enough to handle these problems. So when you approach God in, in your times of worry, don't rush into his presence with your petition, but spend some time just with him, just idle in his presence, just soak in who he is. Uh, do it with an open Bible, maybe, and, and let God speak to you about his character and his love and his strength through what you see in the Bible. The, the second word is petition. Uh, so petition is just asking, right? If somebody asks you to sign a petition, that's... Um, signing a document to ask the government to do something. So here, the second type of prayer is just asking God whatever it is that you believe that God could do to intervene in your worrisome moment, uh, then you should ask him for it. And that might seem simple, but many people are hesitant to ask God. Um, they they feel maybe like they should be able to do stuff on their own and their own self-reliance. Or sometimes they feel like um, this God who is so great is maybe too busy to hear the prayers of the small person who has concerns. But that's not the heart of our Father. Uh, I was remembering how Jesus spoke in the Sermon on the Mount when he says that the Father knows the, the very number of the hairs on our head. And he says that there's not a sparrow that falls to the ground without the Father knowing it. He knows every detail of who you are and what concerns you. And he he wants to walk through that with you. 
And the wonderful thing about it, uh, thinking more about the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says that the Father's like, well, he, that he's a father. And he says, not like an earthly father. He says, you earthly fathers, which of you, if your son asks him for a fish, is he going to give him a serpent instead? If he asks for bread, is he going to give him a scorpion instead? Uh, he makes the point that uh, even as earthly fathers, we want to bless our children and give to them. How much more so the heavenly father will want to give us, take care of us, come to our rescue when we are anxious. So prayer, petition, and the last word is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a particular type of prayer. It is looking back at the, the things that have happened in your life and expressing your thanks to God for those things. That might not sound like it has anything to do with helping you over anxiety, but the opposite is true. I think Paul is very careful to add that word here because thanksgiving is part of the antidote for anxiety. When I look back at my life and I give thanks to God about how he has worked, I'm rehearsing for myself that God is a great God who intervenes and who is strong, who is a refuge, a rescuer, and a helper. When I remember how he has worked in the past, then it helps me to have faith that he is going to work in this difficult moment in my life. So go to God in prayer, three specific types of prayer, general praying to spend time with him, asking from him, and then being thankful. And then he says, if you do that, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I think it's really cool that he uses the word guards right here. Uh, I think he's just looking around him in the world that he is in, in that moment, as he is chained, we think, uh, 24-7 to a guard under house arrest. And he thinks, you know what, this is what the presence of God is like. It is wherever I go, if I go in this room, um, this guard chained to me is going there. If I go back to this room, this guard chained to me, he's always there with me. And so he says, that's what the peace of God is like. It is ever-present. And I love this, this phrase, the peace of God which transcends all understanding. I always thought that was a cool phrase, but I never really understood how cool it was until I experienced it in person. In 2001, early one morning, I got a call from my brother. He was calling to tell me that my father had passed away in a car accident. I gathered up my family and began the drive to Houston. And at what was the worst moment in all of my life to that point, I began to just have this unusual feeling, this unusual sense that God was present with me. That sense of God's presence was deeper than any uh, moment that I'd ever experienced in my life. Over the next several days, as I went through stages of grief, I also went through um, just a, a sense of, of peace. I had such a sense of God's closeness with me. And I didn't know what the future was going to look like without my dad, but I was certain that everything was going to be good because the Father who loved me was still with me. And the peace that passes all understanding, that phrase just became a reality in my life. That's how God wants to help us through difficult circumstances. The God who is our refuge is there for you. And when you are anxious, 
let it point you to him and take the action of coming to talk to him in prayer and let his peace guide you and be with you. Have a great week.